0: hello everybody welcome to the truth again podcast formerly known as nonsense my good buddy mike baldwin say hello to the nice people mike hi Uh, (laughs) um gosh dude we we have got to start doing a a daily live stream if we can i know it's difficult with our schedules and the fact that i have a son and the fact that uh, we're two hours apart and everything but there's just always so much stuff to talk i feel like every day we should just talk for like a half an hour about the latest development and it would probably be good for us. And we could just go live on everything. And I think people would enjoy it. And, you know, we're professional standup comedians. We could do it. And yeah,
1: we can be funny sometimes, but also deliver a message.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's just a lot to, to talk about and always, you know, and um today we'll probably try to focus mainly on, on, the cocaine they found, the cocaine, cocaine <laughs> that, that they found at the White House, which, you know, any thinking person knows it probably belongs to Hunter. Um, and, you know, we probably need to start this out too with giving a shout out to the founding fathers. I mean, it was just the 4th of July, and you see what's going on in France and other countries, and the foresight of the forefathers. With what they put into place in the Constitution in the Bill of Rights, these guys were they, they were geniuses. I mean, if it wasn't for them and that document, we would be much more screwed than we are right now. And I know we have probably brought that up before on this podcast, but you know, I've I've I read books about it, and I was listening to some podcasts about it, and I was—we've been watching this little series that we just started called John Adams and. Mm. and and just what those dudes went through to lay it all on the line for this country and you know they the the king of england was like you know you guys can stop this right now and go back to your way of life and we won't fuck with you but if we catch you and you don't stop we're putting you all to death and they were still like fuck it
1: yeah they're <laughs> like we don't trust you i mean Not- the balls I saw a neat thing the other day. It was a a photograph of, like, some... I think it was Thomas Jefferson. It might have been some other random guy, but it was, like, a photograph of their, uh, like, first draft of the Constitution, and they would write out the things that they thought, and then they would give it to other people and be like, here, read this and, and correct me or whatever, you know? And so it was just neat seeing, like... Jefferson, I I think it was Jefferson writing, uh, like the preamble, basically, or the declaration. I don't fucking know all the words, but like writing shit and then seeing stuff crossed out and different words added. And the one that sticks out to me was like, uh, before they say uh, uh, that among these are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And when he first wrote it, he wrote which among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And somebody. Was like, no, which doesn't, isn't direct enough. Like, we need to put something else there. Like, they were that meticulous about it. Like, instead of saying, you know, the, they would say, like, ah, that's a bad example. God damn it. I'm too well now for bad examples.
0: Well, I know what you're saying. And I think a, a, a good example, and I'm not, am I didn't come up with this myself. I've heard it and it's true. You know, they had the foresight to say the right to bear arms, you know, because if they had said the right to bear muskets, we'd all be fucked right now. They had arms because they knew that as time went on, uh, um, arms would change. You know, the definition of arms would change. It would go from muskets to semi-automatic and automatic and all the things that we have now. But if they had just been, if they had been specific about what they were talking about, like, you can have a musket and you can have a cannon, you know, we, we'd we all be screwed right now. You can have a bowie knife, you know, but they said arms because they knew it would change throughout the course of time.
1: Yeah, um, I, I wonder why they chose the word arms instead of the word weapon.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good I, question.
1: I feel like if it was, if the word was weapon, then it would be a lot more straightforward today, you know? because they'd be like that's not what they meant. They didn't have those and they're like dude, they said weapon like anything. I'm carrying this rock into this courthouse because it's my fucking right by god.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know to answer that question, but um, but it, I mean they 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 did think of of everything and they also knew that this day would come, that this government would come that we're facing right now. And it didn't just start with dumb, dumb Biden. Um, Who knows how far it goes back as far as like deep state presidents and that kind of thing. You know, we've seen the video saying that every president since Reagan has been a deep state president. And I don't disagree with that. I have no proof of it. But it certainly seems that way when you can factor in Bush and Clinton and certainly Obama, um, which is still the... I feel like more and more people wake up all the time to Obama and what he was, what he started in this country. That's kind of when everything started going to shit in America was when he became president. And I know why people still look at him in the light that they do because he's, you know, a good looking guy and he's smooth and likable and all that shit, at least when you like him. But then when you start to dislike him, like I do now, you're just like, Ugh. like, I can't even stand a picture of him. And there's yeah. a time I thought he was cool as shit.
1: You know, me too. Me and my friend Austin went to uh, in Independence, Missouri and watched him give a speech like when he was running, you know, before he officially won the first time. And looking back now, I mean, I think that's why Trump. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Trump a- attracted so many new people, because he actually was saying things directly instead of Obama's still part of that old class of like, we need to get out there and we need to make change and we need to uh, improve people's lives. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I fuck. Yeah, I agree with that. So but it's it was back in the day when. I think Trump changed everything because before that it was like, you can pick whoever you want for president, but we'll tell you the two that you get to pick from, but then you can make whatever choice you want. And Trump was the first one that was like, all right, well, I want to run. And they were like, no, you can't. (laughs) Like that was the first time that, that their selected person wasn't one of the two final candidates, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah, And they still do it. I mean, we've talked about how they, you know, when they have the uh, debates, you know, like, yeah, we'll let you into the bait. We're not going to let you talk and we're going to put you on the very outer edge. Um, and the two people that we're focusing on, uh, you know, letting you choose from, um, they'll be center stage. Um, but the rest of these people, no matter how smart or how, how many good ideas they have, um, you know, we're, you're not going to hear shit from them. Yeah that it would be
1: that'd be an interesting uh, video clip to either make or find like Trump's placement in the debates from like the first debate to the final debate. I imagine he's like starts on the outside and then just slowly makes his way into the middle, you know. That would yeah. be kind of neat to look at all those in a row. Anyway, we've got a ton of video and stuff. Do you want to start with uh, the riots going on in France or do you want to start with uh, all this cocaine stuff? Um, let's start with the riots in France because I think I think we might be
0: looking at... The, this might be the deep state blueprint for what they want to do to America.
1: Yeah, well, this is... Uh, I can't decide which one to show first. Like, everybody's seen... Riot footage. I wanted to show like a different angle of it. So first I'm going to show this cop. They interviewed this guy and he's like, oh, whoops, that's not right. Hold on. I got to push a different button. They were like, you know, what's what's going on with uh, with these guys that you're fighting against here? And he's like, this isn't a fucking game. He doesn't say it like that. But here, just watch. It's 20 seconds.
2: It's difficult to explain. People talk about riots. But for those of us who have to deal with it, they aren't riots. It's war. The people who are standing in front of us are there to kill us. They have Molotov cocktails. They have stones. They come to within three meters in front of us. They have enormous paving stones, which they throw at us to try to kill us, not to play with us. They are there to kill us.
1: So there's that. But then here's this video. And I'm sure that the, the people on the left in France are probably the ones who made and are sharing this. But it's still video from the riots and stuff and uh just people getting fucking clobbered watch Just dragging ladies by their hair and shit. So I'm sure there's more to it than than that. But there's still people uh, there are cops that are dicks, you know, and but these aren't the riots that. That everybody's these cops aren't attacking rioters, they're attacking protesters, you know what I mean? Yeah. And because there's always both anytime you get a big riot going on. It doesn't just start with riot. It starts with people marching in the street and being like, we want our rights or we want fucking lower taxes or whatever. And then people start going crazy. And the craziness is all the video that's been going around, you know, just mobs of fucking mostly immigrants, not a ton of actual like French people from France, uh so that's another conversation I guess that we could have if you want, but uh I think Trump had a little bit to do with uh like stopping the influx of immigrants into America, or we might be having a similar problem right now, you know yeah well in in America
0: and the Constitution is why they they want to destroy us so bad because when America goes, the rest of the world is fucked too, as far as like there's no there's there's no there's no i don't know how to say this there's 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 no no...
1: better country than america who i forget who it was that said it they were like uh uh democracy is the worst political system that a people could possibly use except for all of the other ones (laughs) yeah
0: i mean how perfect is that i thought so
1: too i forget who that quote is from but uh It might have been like Winston Churchill or somebody. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. But it makes sense. And uh, yeah, we are the we're the as they say, the last bastion of hope, you know, because, yeah, if America goes down, we're not we can't just pack up and move to Canada because Canada is going to be worse To us than America was. We can't go to Mexico. We can't go to fucking China or Japan because all of those places are going to be like, you're not one of us. Get out of here. But it's like, it's terrible if we say that to other people that are trying to come here. But the same thing would happen to us if we tried to go to any other country, basically.
0: Right. And so many Americans are, you know, we've been spoiled for so long that we don't realize how lucky we are to be here. You know, ask a fucking immigrant, like uh, someone who's gone through the proper channels and fled from like a communist country, how lucky they are to be here. And, and they'll tell you, I mean, that should be all we fucking talk to is like, Hey, that, that should be all that gets any kind of opinion on this kind of stuff. Um, because they've seen it, you know, and people who have live, lived here their whole lives were just so fucking spoiled. We're like, America sucks. I'm like, does
1: yeah, it? Yeah, I kind of <laughs> I, I want to half take back what I just said, because there are countries that me and you as men could move to where we would probably be pretty well off, actually. Like, uh, what is that? Like the United Arab Emirates? Um men get along pretty well there and it's a fucking rich ass place. So, I mean, we could find gigs and, uh, get work, probably make a bunch of money and stuff. But if you're a woman there, then you just have no rights at all. Well, shit, maybe I don't look into moving there. I know you're like, I'll move my family (laughs) there. (laughs)
0: They appreciate comedy. Um, yeah, America's appreciates comedy less and less all the time. So fuck, maybe I should move
1: um let's see here um all right well let's talk about the coke stuff and then we'll see how much time we have to talk about everything else so um they found cocaine in the white house uh first we'll let fucking goofy nuts talk about it which one's goofy nuts you'll know any no.
3: more details on where the Secret Service found cocaine in the West Wing and how it got there?
2: So, as you know, this is under the preview of the Secret Service. Uh, they are currently investigating uh, what happened over the weekend, so I would have to refer you uh, to, the Secret First, to the Secret Service on all of this. But one thing that I can share that I'll, that I'll uh, share a little bit more information, as you know, the 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 President and the First Lady and their family were not here this weekend, as you all reported on this, and as you also know that they left on Friday and returned just yesterday. Uh, Where uh, where this was discovered uh, is a heavily-traveled, area where many White House uh, West Wing, I should be even more specific, uh, West Wing visitors uh, come through uh, this particular area. I just don't have anything more to share. It is the bottom of this. Go ahead. The
4: president said, hey, let's get to the
3: bottom of what happened here. Well, I of- mean, I just said
2: that we have confidence that the Secret Service is going to get to the bottom of this. Is the White House conducting its own in- internal investigation? This is something that's under the purview of the Secret Service. Go ahead.
1: Um, can you just tell us how the White House is assisting the Secret Service with this investigation? Have you made any White House officials available for interviews
4: with law enforcement, for example?
2: Well, look, we're not assisting in anything. This is under the Secret Service purview. This is their uh, their kind of guidance and guideline, Their, uh, their world. And
1: you noted that this is an area where visitors on tour groups often pass by. So is that the, the working theory right now, that it was likely a visitor? And are you confident that this was not a White House staff?
2: <clears throat> there is investigation. They're going to get to the bottom of this.
3: Uh, obviously, every guest that, that enters the White House goes through uh, airport-like security. I'm wondering if just generally if there's concerns about the ability. For to so let's work.
2: let the, the Secret Service do their investigation. Again, this is under their purview. Thank
1: you. If the- All right. It goes on, but you pretty much get it she just never answered any questions and but the one thing that she did say was that this is in a very heavily traveled area of the white house so basically they're saying it could have been anybody and they have no way of finding out when if that was a bomb or a anthrax or something like that you know they have a list of every single person that entered that door that day, and they have video cameras all over the place. You know that they know exactly where it came from and whose it was. But then, about an hour before we started today, then this news came out. Where is it at here?
5: Ah, okay, this. Changes where this was found, it was found um, by my observation, in a much more secure place, limited access place, than that West Wing reception area. It's still a, publicly traff- a-, a frequently trafficked place, but it's down near the Situation Room, right off West Executive, down below. And normal people, just, average people, just can't get in there, even with the entry from the Northwest Gate. Well, let me let me bring you up to date with the reporting that I have. What we have learned is that there are, in fact, two West Wing entrances. You know that. I know that. But for the benefit of our audience. And now the investigation has progressed. And so they're saying the West Executive entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the Situation Room and closer uh, to uh, the Navy Mess, where there's the facilities for food and so forth. It is uh, also next to West Executive Drive. That's where, for example, the vice president's vehicle is parked. Kelly, the big changes.
1: I just think that's funny that they threw that in as a, as something for people to grab onto, because now they're like, I mean, I don't know, it might have been the vice president doing coke in the White House. So now Kamala is trending on Twitter and everybody's saying like, were you doing blow in the White House? So <laughs> this, it could just be like a fake thing to try to get people to stop talking about Hunter. But I do. I, I mean, it, it makes sense because they weren't, the Bidens weren't there at the White House uh, days, the days leading up to this. I think they found it on Sunday and all of the Bidens were gone on like Friday, Saturday, and, and into the evening on Sunday. So if it was Hunters, then it was sitting there for a few days and they had like tours going through, or if it's not even in a tour area. They still had to have I'm sure they do security searches and look arounds and shit every day. Like I think if they found it on Sunday, it was left there on a Sunday. So I don't know Uh, who the fuck just
0: leaves, you know, leaves a bag of cocaine in, in the in the
1: White House. It might have just been empty uh so they just kind of flicked it as trash or something and they just like you know scraped the inside and found or just saw like barely any remnants i mean they're not saying you know it might have been fucking an eight ball that somebody just (laughs) i imagine kamala like getting into her car and just like feeling her pockets and shit and being like oh fuck oh no (laughs) like where where did i oh god and then she like gets a a notification on her phone and they're like cocaine found in the white house. And she's like, Oh God, (laughs) (laughs) what cameras are in there?
0: Yeah. Um, do we do, do I forgot what I was going to ask you. Never mind. Something about something about, uh, a hunter. Oh, do we have the video of Hunter looking all whacked out on the, on the porch?
1: Oh, why? No, I don't have that, but I can get it here. Uh, I mean, it's just a picture of
0: him looking like, you know, people that we've seen on cocaine.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's only uh, the video clip was only 10 seconds long or something, though. And if you I watched the like four minute version of it and he's still a weirdo, but he only looks like he's blatantly on drugs like during that second and then uh, during where he walks away. Hold on. I want to see if I can find the long version.
0: And there's another one where Biden is just kind of smiling off into you're know, like, who are, you, who are you smiling at, dude?
1: <laughs> All right. How do I do this here? Bloop. Share screen. Don't show these tips again. Is that on there? Can you see it? Um. God, that sounds terrible. Can like you... like like right there. Who the fuck is he smiling at? Oh, that I have no idea. I wish I could see this and rewind it at the same time. Here, I'm just going to go through slow. See Hunter there? Yeah. And then he looks at his dad. Looks at his watch, puts his hands through his hair, wipes his nose, and then is like, "I'm fucking gone."
0: You know, I'll be honest with you. Right there, when you slow it down, it almost looks like he looks at his dad and <laughs> and gives him like the the high sign, like, "All right, let's go hit this shit." <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, hey, I'm gonna, I'll be in here.
0: Yeah, it's it's Coke Thirty. Let's fucking do this. You know this is oh, bullshit.
1: Yeah. Cool. I that hate, was, I'm I glad hate that these I people. Found that so easily. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's—I don't know—he's got—he definitely has problems. Whether he's on drugs now or not, he still is a guy who was a crack smoker for several years. So he's still gonna look like a junkie forever. You know,
0: yeah, I mean, addiction is a motherfucker. There's a very good chance that he's still um, on that. And think about, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like he's not under pressure now. I mean, that's when drug addicts really ratchet up their drug use, isn't it? They don't just like lay, I better lay off the crack that I'm addicted to because I'm under all this stress, you know?
1: Oh yeah, I, before we get completely off of the France thing, this is unrelated to the riots, but somebody made a video of, it's only like 10 seconds long, of the fact that several words in English sound the same in French, and I just thought this made me laugh heartily.
2: do stretch. do horse fly. do ant. Tante. as much autant. wait your tempting aunt is spending your time so much you have so many horse flies in your tent Attente attente tonton 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 a autant de temps dans
1: all right, that's
0: it. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Jesus. I mean that that language isn't uh, rife for uh miscommunication.
1: Like you said to don ton. No, I did not. I <laughs> no, said I Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> oh, I misheard you. I thought you wanted this horse fly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now that we're chuckling a little bit, here's a fake news thing. Um which one's better? Well, this is just uh, this is pointing out stories that the news got wrong. And then we'll do a, a funnier one after that.
5: CNN retracted a report claiming Congress was investigating a Russian investment fund with ties to Trump officials. Newsweek reported Poland's first lady refused to shake Trump's hand, but later acknowledged she did. CNN edited a video to make it appear as though Trump impatiently dumped a box of fish food into the water in Japan. The full video showed Trump had simply followed the lead of Japan's prime minister. Bloomberg and the Wall Street Journal falsely reported special counsel Robert Mueller had subpoenaed Trump's bank records. AP reported a new survey showed trust in the media had fallen during the Trump presidency but the survey was actually conducted under President Obama. The New York Times said a hypothetical family's tax bill would rise nearly $4,000 under Trump's tax plan. It turns out their taxes would actually go down $43. The New York Times and CNN shared a story with photos of immigrant children in cages. It turns out the photos were from 2014 during the Obama administration. In December 2018, NBC reported Trump was the first president since 2002 not to visit the troops at Christmas time. But Trump actually left the White House on Christmas to visit troops in Iraq. ABC aired video purportedly showing a slaughter and horrific report of atrocities against Kurds by Turkey after President Trump withdrew U.S. troops.
3: This video right here appearing to show Turkey's military bombing Kurd civilians in a Syrian border town.
5: But the video was file tape of a training video in the US. In November 2019, Newsweek falsely reported that President Trump was spending Thanksgiving golfing in Florida. He was actually in Afghanistan serving dinner to US troops. Good morning. CBS aired a story in March of 2020, supposedly showing a New York hospital crowded with coronavirus patients. It's all hands on deck in America's hospitals. It was actually filed tape from Italy. A week later, CBS News mistakenly used the Italy video again.
1: Fake news bullshit. Jesus. I mean,
0: fuck. It you know, be,
1: it would be different if the stories were 50 50, you know, if if any of them went in trump's favor then i would be like eh you know sometimes they get it wrong they they those people work hard they can't but it's like every mistake that every news place makes is trump's a piece of shit and then months later they retract it and they're like oh no he's not not for that but for yeah. everything else
0: Way after the damage is done. And and that also, watching that reminds me of, I was reading something right before we went on about um, the guy that was caught recently with a bunch of guns and ammunition near Barack Obama's house. And they said in the article that Trump had uh, Radicalized put, his, put, put his address on social media or something, oh. um, which I just found that, I'm like, Trump wouldn't be so fucking stupid as to do that. would he? like? You know, and you can't believe anything they say anymore. So I, no, have I, you heard Trump, anything
1: about that? Trump has said several times that Obama lives in Martha's vineyard, but Martha's vineyard is not a, it's not huge, but it's not a tiny place. So just saying that is the same as me saying so-and-so lives in Washington, DC or something like that. You know, it's like, it's not his address, but no, I haven't heard anything about that.
0: Yeah, well, and the whole thing's probably just a fake story, but anyone who hates Trump would be like, I can't believe this, because that's what most of the comments were saying, like, well, this is what happens, you know, Trump. Right, I'm not surprised. Yeah, all that kind of bullshit. Um. So I didn't know if you'd heard anything about that or not, because to me, I was just like, I don't see him being like, hey, if you want to pay Barack a visit, here's his fucking email and our address and uh and zip code and whatever
1: well since we're on the fake news thing mark dice do you know who that is
0: i know the name but i don't know who that
1: is he's a guy he uh made a video uh, um oh i guess i cut his introduction off well he made a video of the people on cnn and msnbc and that kind of stuff and he's like i'm gonna pretend that they I'm going to take them out of context. Maybe I did keep it in. We'll just watch it.
4: I decided to take some of their statements out of context in order to help them appear as if they're telling the truth for a change. So let me know what you think in the comments below and be sure to subscribe to my channel
1: if
5: you're new here. It's too dangerous to allow children to be exposed to a drag show. A drag queen is as dangerous to children.
2: They worship Satan and would like your children to worship
3: Satan. Liberal elites are plotting to replace white, the white population with immigrants of color critical race theory is about hating white people. There is an attempt to replace
5: white Americans. Rittenhouse himself was forced to act in self-defense when he shot three men. Rittenhouse was there to try to help this community. But this young
2: white boy was left with no other choice but to defend himself from the scary Black Lives Matter rioters and looters.
3: You should live as far away from them as as humanly possible. You should move in order to avoid black people. We're never going to apologize and we don't care, we will, we will burn the entire company down. We cannot apologize because that will undermine our credibility to our viewers, which we will, will undermine too. our ability to be able to make money on this network.
4: January 6th was a false flag operation. It was a case of liberals in the deep state setting up conservatives and Trump supporters. The January 6th attack was a false flag operation staged by the government. It couldn't have really been an insurrection because no one was armed.
3: There was no sedition, there was no real attempt to overthrow the government, there was no insurrection, so... Folks, we've got an outbreak of woke banks.
5: Wokeness and diversity, equity and inclusion principles are what sunk Silicon Valley Bank. It is a territorial dispute, and protecting Ukraine is not a vital interest for the U.S.
4: You have every right to be outraged today and angry, never watch this network again. He has a right to do whatever he wants with classified documents. He has a right, as a former president, to possess and show classified documents to anyone he wants to. The FBI and the Justice Department are corrupt organizations and out to get Republicans. I'm gonna go vote for Donald Trump. (laughs)
0: yeah i like that last part too um yeah that was great dude i mean you think how much different a world we'd live in if they just you know were made to report the truth yeah or at least the truth as we
1: see it i mean right we we could be fucking wrong idiots but it doesn't feel like we are
0: it doesn't feel like we are mike Um, and we used to at least I used to think uh, the way most of those idiots do think you know which is something I have to remind myself all the time when I get mad at them I'm like you know you used to think that way you used to think it would be a good idea to get rid of guns and all that shit or you know yeah I used to I used to be in line with that kind of thinking and I it used to make all the sense in the world to me you know but now it does not you know
1: so I agree I remember thinking in like 2010 or something like like the constitution's just too old like we should scrap it and write a new one uh and i had no reason not to think that because i didn't fucking know anything about it you know and i i think that's if there is a plan or a secret thing or whatever going on i think that has something to do with it like educating americans on what rights we actually have and how we don't have to basically we don't have to deal with a tyrannical government. Like the, like the thing says, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, where should we go next? Uh, do we have videos or are we going to talk about the, the thing that just happened with, um, Biden and, the uh, social media posts and all that? Or are we going to save that for a little while?
1: Oh, um, uh, Missouri versus Biden. Yeah yeah i gotta um just so we can hear both sides or whatever i got a cnn clip from it uh but before we play it i guess for those of you that don't know there's a court case it's called missouri versus biden it's actually like missouri louisiana and a bunch of other individuals versus the government basically but they were saying that during covid during the hunter biden laptop thing before the election like during all these different important news things they were uh the government was reaching out to social media to tell them to take shit down or censor stuff or put warning labels on stuff or whatever and the government's excuse was like we were just making suggestions we weren't forcing any of them to do anything but then throughout this court case, they've done discovery and stuff. They got all these emails and everything. And so they have emails from the White House or from the government, I guess, people who work under the White House and like the disinformation board messaging Twitter and Facebook and being like, what the fuck? Like, I've, I fucking told you guys to take this down. Why is it still up like that kind of stuff to where they're like, look, sorry, like we're doing as much as we can. Um do you so, know, do you,
0: sorry, I was just going to ask, do you know when this started, when
1: they started doing this? When the censorship started or when the Missouri versus Biden thing started? When the censorship started. Um, I think, hold on here. I'm going to go to Tracy Bean's Twitter because she did a whole long thread on it today. Um, no, according to this, um, let's see here. When was the first thing? I don't know. Um, uh, probably a beginning of COVID there might've been stuff before that, but I think this case is mainly about the beginning of COVID. So, uh, actually I'm going to go back to her original Missouri versus Biden thing. Well,
0: it seems like they ratcheted it up quite a bit because I used to put up stuff about all of this going on on like Facebook in particular, and it was usually pretty popular. You know, most people agreed with me, and I got a lot of likes and comments and all that crap. And very few people even gave me pushback on it. And now, part of the reason, and maybe this is, you know, I'm I'm giving it, I'm giving in and being what they want. I quit putting stuff up because all of a sudden no one saw it and no one commented on it and no one even hardly liked it. And it kind of makes you feel like maybe am I the am, am I in the wrong here for some of these things? But if that's their strategy, it worked. I mean, sometimes I would put stuff up and it would have 60 likes in 15 minutes and then it would just drop off and, and a day later it would have 72 likes. And nobody, you know, it was like someone had to search for it to even find it. And it right. just kind of, kind of made me, I put up this one thing about, about um, a podcast I did, and it was all about 9-11. It was a solo one after a couple of, a friend and someone else died. And um, my brother, my little brother died. And anyway, it, it got all this traction right away. And then And then somebody put up a negative comment and then before you know it, no one was seeing it at all. It was like they just completely. So that's when I noticed it the most.
1: Yeah. Well, and and plus, you never know if people are reporting you or or saying that you're spewing disinformation or spamming or whatever. That could have something to do with it, too. Maybe somebody just saw it and reported it and said you were inciting violence or something. And Facebook's just like, okie doke. Do they they have to tell you when someone
0: reports you? Because I've never been told that anyone reported me, but I feel like I have to have been.
1: Uh, Well, I mean, I think if if somebody just reports you, no, they don't have to tell you. If they remove your post, then they'll say, like, because of of a report that we got, we have to remove this or something like that. But then what this case of the many things that this case is proving is there's all sorts of different ways for them to censor, you know? So they're like, no, we weren't deleting posts at all. But then you read an email from a Facebook high up guy to a White House low down guy. And Facebook is like, yeah, no, we made it to where people can't share it or it's not going to show up on people's feeds or anything like that. And the White House people are still like, delete it. Anyway, so this Missouri versus Biden case has been going on for months, maybe over a year now. And there's been all sorts of I don't know how familiar people are with how court cases work, but there's been all sorts of shit going on every step of the way where the government's like, no, no, we can't do it like that. And then the judge is like, all right, let me think about it. And then the judge disappears for weeks at a time and then comes back with like this 100-page thing that's like, all right, I'm going to allow that thing that you argued against, and now let's get back to the case. And then he talks for a few minutes, and then the government lawyers are like, oh, but your honor, and then that starts a whole nother thing. So this most recent one was um, a request for a temporary injunction. And what that means is if the judge grants it, then all of the people involved in this case are not allowed to do the stuff that they're being accused of. It's not saying that they are guilty of this stuff. The judge is just like, look, this case is about you guys contacting social media to censor stuff. So until the case is over, you guys can't contact social media to censor stuff. Uh, And he threw in, like caveats or whatever, where he's like, if somebody's breaking the law or if there's terrorism or something like that, like, of course, you can still communicate with them, but no misinformation communications, no censorship like that. So that uh, got requested by the plaintiffs, which is Missouri and Louisiana and all these other individuals. Um, They asked for the injunction, and that was like a month ago or something. And on the 4th of July, the judge put out this thing. And uh, so it was an order for temporary injunction in Missouri v. Biden, a a landmark censorship case that is turning the unconstitutional actions of our government on their head. Uh, And if you don't follow Tracy Beans, Beans with a Z, um, you should, because she goes super in-depth about all of this stuff. This thing's like 100 tweets long. I'm not going to read all of them. But um, on July 4th, after over a month of waiting, the judge finally ruled and granted the injunction, which bars social media companies from engaging in meetings, discussions, et cetera, where the purpose is to flag content or collaborate on censorship. We'll go over this in more detail in a moment. The order is groundbreaking, but this case is groundbreaking. It's one of the most important civil liberty cases of our lifetime. I implore you to look at my pinned tweet as the thread is highly detailed and covers everything so far. But as for what happened today, she says, This order was painstakingly written. It's like 150 pages long. Uh, I added that part. It has now been appealed, but there is no stay in place, meaning that this order will be in effect until the appeal is heard or until they motion for a stay and it is granted. Uh, she says, I am of the firm belief that no appellate court judge will be able to read this and overturn the injunction. Um, and then she has screenshots from the actual thing, but I, and I'm not going to read all of them. I've got maybe another minute on this. In his introduction, the judge points out that the censorship almost exclusively targeted conservative speech. This was a point he asked about in the hearing. The government's reply was that 99% of all misinformation just happens to come from the right. Marinate on that for a moment, she says. Um, You should just get on here and read all this stuff. Okay, so here are the topics in this case that were censored and suppressed. The Hunter Biden laptop story prior to the 2020 election, the lab leak theory of COVID-19's origin, the efficacy of mass and COVID lockdowns, the efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines, election integrity in the 2020 election, the security of mail-in voting, uh, parody content about the government, negative posts about the economy and negative posts about Joe Biden. Wow. Right. Yeah, that's fucking insane.
0: I mean, hey, has any administration been sued as much as the Biden administration? Like, I wish we had a way of knowing that. Like, it, it seems like if Trump was getting sued all the time, then we would have heard about it all the time. But every day, it seems like I open my phone and Epic Times is reporting something about the Biden administration getting sued for again. Like, Jesus, you know, like they're just corrupt as fuck. And he's just there. He's just their complete puppet for whatever they want to do. That's why they picked this jackass.
1: Yeah, Uh, this says in February 21, Representative Benny Thompson filed a lawsuit against Trump, Giuliani, the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers for conspiring to attack the Capitol. In February of 22, a federal judge ruled that the lawsuit could proceed. I don't know what happened to it after that. Uh, in March of 21, Eric Swalwell filed a lawsuit against Trump uh, for January 6th shit. In March of 21, Capitol Police, two Capitol Police officers filed a suit against him about January 6th shit. Um, yeah, it looks like every. Uh Pending prosecution, a lawsuit alleging racketeering by Trump and some of his children. A trial is tentatively scheduled for January of 24. Yeah, Uh I mean, I guess every administration has lawsuits and stuff, but this one is definitely one of the more important. I could spend the rest of the time just going through Tracy's Twitter and reading all the interesting shit, but it's probably better if people just go to it themselves and, and look her up.
0: Yeah, I just followed her. I thought I already followed her, but um, yeah, I just followed her. Um, Alright,
1: so I, as far as that goes, now we'll listen to um, where is that here? The news talking about it. Where'd that thing go? Ah, this.
4: Appointed judge, but this judge was confirmed 98 to 0 by the Senate. Just reading the words in this injunction, a, quote, massive effort by the
5: defendants to suppress speech based on content, those are the judge's words, calling the present case, quote, arguably involves the most massive attack against free speech in the United States history, Ellie. Yeah.
3: It's a dramatic uh, decision by this judge. If you read through it, he's citing to literature and George Washington and Ben Franklin. Here's what really is astonishing to me. This is a conservative ideology that clearly comes through in this decision. It's a conservative political ideology. Right. We saw some of the quotes questioning vaccines, questioning masks, conservative talking points. But the ruling itself is the opposite of judicial Conservatism. This is one of the most aggressive, far reaching rulings you'll ever see. What this judge is purporting to do is to micromanage, really, the day to day interactions between essentially the entire executive branch, all these agencies that are listed as defendants, and the leading social media companies. And in the actual temporary injunction, the judge basically says, You're not allowed, administration, to talk to these social media companies about any protected free speech. Except for cybersecurity threats, national security threats, criminal threats, but where's the line? Who's going to police this?
1: Yeah. So what he said wasn't wrong. I mean, except about the conservative shit. I mean, I think it's an American thing to want our freedoms and be told the truth. Um, I think conservatives just started it first, you know. But well, go ahead. I was just going to say, in, in
0: in line with what he's saying, who's going to police? the people out there who are suppressing all manner of free speech by saying you're violating our hate speech. You know, who's policing that? Who's making those decisions? It's almost always people on the left or people on that side. And it's not just hate speech, which is not, which is not something, you know, that you, you can be as hateful as you fucking want as long as you're not threatening somebody. But my point is that he's, he's saying that, but he's only, only only going against the right side of the argument never against anything on the left
1: yeah but that's what they're trained to do you know to be like yeah this happened but let me tell you why it's just cuz they hate black people
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know how these fucking people sleep sleep at night but
1: um that's all that we've got on the uh on that particular thing i'm trying to see what uh, you want to listen to Trump talk shit about Biden and his son for a minute?
0: Yeah, I like, I, I think I know what video you're getting ready to pull up and this
1: is great. Yeah, you sent it to me and you were like this, we have to post this
3: to see Hunter ask these. right. <laughs> Hunter, you know, nothing about energy. You know, nothing about you. You know, nothing about anything, frankly, Hunter, you're a loser. Why did you get $1.5 billion Hunter? And your father was never considered smart. He was never considered a good senator. He was only a good vice president because he understood how to kiss Barack Obama's ass.
1: All the people in the background just being like, oh,
0: shit. Yeah. Yeah yeah god dang it i forgot what i was gonna say about that um oh yeah trump is like every best friend i've ever had in my life as far as at first i fucking hated him and then the more <laughs> and then the more i realized like this guy's all right <laughs> uh, so that's what he kind of reminds me of when i was sitting there watching him smirk i was like there was a few years ago that smirk on his face would have made me want to punch him. And now I'm just like this fucking
1: guy. I know. Yeah. I see <laughs> the, the humor in it now, you know? Yeah. Here's then, a, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I wasn't going to say anything worth a shit. Here's some clips of Biden lying about shit over the years and being racist. And, oh yeah, before this, I, he mentions busing in this and I've heard the term busing, but I never really knew exactly <laughs> what it meant. So I watched like a 20 minute video about Cleveland and busing and stuff today. Uh, some news station there in Cleveland did like a, a whole story about it. So basically uh, in like the sixties or so um, a bunch of black people moved to Cleveland that busing happened all over America. But this story in particular was about Cleveland and uh, a bunch of black people moved there and the white people lived out in the suburbs and um, Over the years, white people didn't live in the heart of the city anymore. It was mostly black people. And they found that uh, they didn't have enough schools for all these black kids. Um, The schools were packed. So the bright idea was let's take a bunch of these black kids, put them on buses, send them to the white school and let's force some integration, you know, some uh, segregations over. So let's mix these people up or whatever. And so that's busing Biden was uh, against it. I'm pretty sure we'll watch this first and then we'll talk about it. But I just, I didn't know exactly what it, what they meant when they said busing. So I just wanted to figure it out. Here's the that, That's what Kamala
0: talked like. to you about inequality right. in
2: schools.
1: What'd you say? I was just
0: saying that's what Kamala was talking about in the debate.
1: Right. Where she's like, that little girl was me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I want to come to you and talk to you about inequality in schools and race.
3: We bring social workers into homes of parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want
4: to help; they don't want—they don't know quite what to do. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Unlike the African-American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino
3: community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether
1: you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black.
3: The question in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf.
4: I'm like the token black or the token woman. I was the token young person. They're gonna put you all back in chains. I have great relationships with them because there's an awful lot of driving cabs. They
3: will, or a portion of them will, become the predators 15 years from now. And Madam President, we have predators on our streets. And tried to reassign blame and said that I should apologize to him.
4: Corey should apologize. He knows better. Come on, man. <laughs> Give me a you, you know just, do better. better. come on, you. man, me. Uh, he lied to voters, according to the New York Times, uh, quoting aides of, of Biden's, uh, about having marched in the civil rights movement. I came out of the civil rights movement. I was one of those guys that sat in and marched and all that stuff. But I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. I happen to think that the
3: one way to ensure that you set the civil rights movement in America further back is to continue to push bussing. And I support the effort to curtail uh, the uh, ability of courts to bus.
0: They're going to
3: integrate people so that they all have the same access and they learn to grow up with one another and, and, and all the rest is a rejection of the whole movement of black pride.
1: Imagine any of those sentences being muttered by Donald Trump. And imagine what the news would say about him. Any Pick any one of them. The news yeah. would still be talking about it today if he had said it in 2019. Biden said a lot of this shit in the 70s and 80s and 90s. And people are like, eh, you know, people change.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've said this before and I'll say it a thousand more times. If you think that you voted... For Joe Biden, because you're taking the moral high ground, you are delusional. That man is a terrible person in every way a man can be a terrible person.
1: Pretty much. (laughs) So, All right, what else do we got here? I don't know if we have any other short ones. Oh, I did look up, uh, do you know who Milton Friedman is? Have we talked about him before? Uh, I know who he is. He just he said a, a cool quote. I have a video of it, but I can probably explain it faster than the video can. But he's famous for he's famous for a few economic type things. But one thing that he said that he's famous for is there's four ways to spend money. You can either spend your money on yourself. You can spend your money on other people. You can spend other people's money on yourself or you can spend other people's money on other people. And he goes through all of them and, and gives examples of each. But like, if you're spending your money on yourself, you care about how much the thing costs and you care about the quality of the thing. You want the best thing for your money. If you're buying a gift for somebody, you care how much it costs because it's your money, but you don't care quite as much about the quality of the thing, you're giving it to somebody else. That's not the most important thing to you. Now, if you're spending other people's money on yourself and the example he gives is like, if you have a, if you work at a company and you have a, a business account or something and you go to lunch somewhere, you're getting the fucking lobster, you're getting the steak, like you're getting the best things because it's not your money, but you still want the best thing for it. And then the last one is spending other people's money on other people And that's the government, basically. So you don't care how much something costs and you don't really care about the quality of the thing. You're just, it's not your money, right? And it's not your thing. So you don't give a fuck. So the government has no incentive to save money or to buy the best products. They just want to keep as much of the money as they can, you know?
0: Yeah. And you have to spend that money so you can continue to get money for other shit that you want to use it on.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I remember hearing about that uh, in colleges. That's a, a, in college gigs as a comedian. Yeah. Um, I remember older comedians telling me, like, you want to work at colleges because they pay the most because they have, for example, they have a $10,000 budget for the year. And if at the end of the year, when they do their, you know, when they sit down with the person and are, and they're like, how much money did you spend this year? If they say we only spent $8,000 this year of the 10 that you let us have, then the person who decides how much money they get next year is going to be like, Oh, well then you don't need 10,000. We'll give you 8,000 again. Cause you got by just fine with that. So it's like in the college's best interest, or in the the entertainment budgets best interest to get rid of all the money that they have to spend for that year. So they're like yeah, we'll pay $2,000 for a comedian that would normally get 300 bucks somewhere else. Yeah. Because at the end of the year we want to be like, hey, we you said we had 10, we spent 15, so we're going to need more next year if we want these kids to have a good education. And so every single year their budget goes up.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like what's going on with the money we're all that crazy money we're sending to Ukraine, you know, all these poor, all these homeless people and every everything. It's like if we gave a shit about our own people, we would take care of these people instead of sending hundreds of billions to how much have we even sent those fuckers now
1: over a hundred billion. I don't think it's in the billions or it might be in the billions, but I don't think it's a hundred billion. I don't know. Let me look (laughs) that up. You talk about something for a second. I thought it was.
0: I thought it was like a hundred billion dollars, or a hundred and ten billion, or something. Um, all right. What else did I want to talk about today? Let me look at my. Since little... the
1: war began, the Biden administration and Congress have directed more than seventy-five billion dollars in assistance to Ukraine. Okay, you were more right than I was. So close to. I mean, you know, close still... to a hundred billion dollars. Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and and Zelensky has, like, I don't know how many homes in different places and, uh, you know, just crazy money. I don't have the stats in front of me of all the shit he owns, but it's a lot, and, like, his family and everything else. I wish yep. we had a video of him playing the piano with his penis and being like, this is the guy. <laughs> <laughs> This is the guy you guys are listening to. Of course, there's Um, also,
1: I mean, to be devil's advocate or whatever, there's the video of of Trump and Rudy Giuliani dressed up like women singing like Green Acres or whatever it was. Uh, (laughs) So, and Trump was on uh, SNL multiple times. I don't know if he ever dressed up like a woman on SNL, but I mean, you know, that doesn't disqualify Zelensky in my eyes. What disqualifies him is... That uh he's taking all this money from us and trying to make it look like like it's a good choice for American citizens to help Ukraine, like I wanna help poor suffering people all over the world as much as anybody else, but you gotta you, as Jordan Peterson would say, like you gotta clean your own house first before you start cleaning other people's houses, yeah. Uh, What other videos do
0: we have? I know we're running out of time here.
1: Yeah, I don't have anything else short. I've got uh, Tucker's thing from last week. That's five minutes. I've got uh, this guy. uh, What was his name? Uh, Billboard Chris. I don't know what his last name is. That's two minutes long. You want to watch that? That's kind of interesting. And there's a funny idiot in the middle of it.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize we had a five-minute Tucker thing. I'd kind of like to... I like to well, see we'll, that.
1: we'll end with that for people that are like, I've already seen the Tucker thing. So then they can leave before we wrap everything else up. But uh, so this guy went to the uh, Pride Parade. I don't remember, I know where he was exactly. New York, I guess, if I had to guess based on the street sounds and whatnot. But he went to the Pride Parade with a billboard, like one of those sandwich boards. And it said children cannot consent to puberty blockers. And he was just walking around with that. And a lot of people yelled at him. Uh, there's that video of that one guy getting tackled by the cops because this guy was fucking with the billboard guy. But this video is just him standing on the street talking to people. And some of them made some good points. Hopefully you can hear everybody. There's a couple of loud car horns here and there, but it's fine.
4: I don't think we should be
1: blocking puberty in So there are all these kids today who think that they're trans.
4: They think they have a gender identity that's different than their sex. And they're being thought that the only way they're going to find this happening is by receiving these experimental drugs which stop their bodies from
1: developing. And before this bald dude talks here, he says the phrase dick saw in a minute and just says, I didn't hear it the first time. I'm gay. And you know,
3: when I was young, I was a feminine big kid. You know, if I was a gay feminine kid today, they would have they would have whipped out the old dick song. You know. They would have taken my manhood. Right. They would have taken my manhood. Yeah, these kids. One, one day they feel I'm this. queer. I'm 78. and
2: I've always been queer. Okay, always. what does that mean to be queer? I like men. I've always liked I men. I'm, I'm
3: not. I'm not. A, I'm a gay man. I'm not queer. Well, I, admit, I like
2: man. I'm not queer. Well, fuck the word thing, idiot. It's just a, a word. I identify as queer. Okay. But he's too
5: fucking
2: closed-minded to accept some other word. Okay, I'm gay. I just wanted you to know I've known once I came out, I realized
3: that he's I've like, always liked guys.
4: Okay. Can I have a conversation you with you, have, you for you have, a sec? You
3: have to read the sign. You Can cannot I? read it? Yes, I, I can't, can't read it. Read it, it.
4: Okay, let's just, let's just yeah. slow down for a minute. Can I have a conversation with you for a sec? No,
2: because I got a doctor's appointment. I got
4: to go. Okay. I support the gay community 100%. Okay. No, You don't. You
3: don't. You don't.
4: We shouldn't be giving
3: it. I'm gay. You don't gay. Gay. support. Okay, this. you are gay. You're you're this. you're yeah, yeah. I support. About oh, things. I don't it says top gender top top I ideology top top on the back.
4: That's right.
2: Gender ideology. What the fuck is that?
4: Do you want to talk about it?
3: No, cuz I have a doctor's appointment. I okay. People like you are the problem. Okay. <laughs> you're the he's the solution. All right. Stuff like puberty blockers and all this stuff. It's it's ridiculous. Like I said, I, I I don't like even coming back to the West, you know. I don't recognize it anymore, you know. And not enough people stand up for it. people become Thank cowardly, you know. What happened to the like protectors, you know? Nobody's protecting uh women anymore, nobody's protecting the kids anymore. Everybody accepts it. It's it's Listen, it's crazy. You're the man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. I appreciate you. I, you I gotta much. go weeping. Thank you so much for speaking yeah. up.
0: Right That was
1: worth it, right?
0: Oh yeah, and I, I, I agree with that guy. Where are the protectors? Where are the people who you know almost everyone I talk to, maybe they're just agreeing with me to agree with me, but nobody is pro Biden. nobody is pro any of this shit going on, not really, not nobody that I talk to, but as far as having the balls to say it, like even people who agree with me, like if I have them on the podca- on my podcast or something which I haven't had anyone in a while, but I would ask them like, are you okay with talking about X, Y, Z? And they'd be like, I'd rather not. You know, they they almost, to a, to a person say that, you know, they, they just would rather not say shit. And what's gonna happen is we're all gonna be like, fucked because no one has the balls to talk about this stuff, you know?
1: True. So then And, that- and,
0: and, and the ones who do have the balls are usually, <sighs> fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> that, that make us uh, that, i shouldn't say idiots but they they say it in a way that that allows all the naysayers and the people against the way we believe to go ah they're all that way you know it's like right. eh, it's just eh, he didn't say it right i know what he's trying to say but fuck you know so um, anyway
1: I have a three minute video of a lady talking about the new world order, or we can just go into the Tucker thing and save the new world order lady for next week. What do you want to do?
0: I don't know. I forgot what the new world order lady is. I definitely want to close on Tucker. Um,
1: Let's just, we'll just do that. And then we'll wrap up because we're already five over an hour right now.
0: All right. Well, let's not forget though about the new world order lady.
1: Okay.
4: We won't. All Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. Belmont Hill is a small private school outside of Boston. It's not famous for its athletics. The school's mascot isn't even an animal. It's an 18th century navigational tool. The Belmont Hill sextants. Doesn't even make sense. So when it comes to sports, Belmont Hill is not trying very hard. But the school's athletic program can claim at least one important footnote to history. In 1975, its football roster contained two names that you will recognize even now. Mark Milley and Richard Levine. Milley is now the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Levine, of course, is our country's most famous admiral. Both transitioned late in life into overweight, middle-aged women. Both wound up working as high-level officials in the Joe Biden administration. Their teammates at the all-boys school in Boston probably wouldn't have predicted any of that. Here's what Rick Levine looks like now from a video he just posted on Instagram.
3: Hello, my name is Admiral Rachel Levine, and I have the honor of being the Assistant Secretary for Health at the United States Department of Health and Human Services. Happy Pride. Happy Pride Month, and actually, let's declare it a Summer
4: of Pride. Happy Summer of Pride. Happy Summer of Pride! Rick Levine is so darn proud, he'd like to tell you about it all summer, and possibly into the fall. He's got a lot to be proud of. What specifically, you ask? Well, strangely, he doesn't say, nor does he mention his former wife or children. He doesn't tell us whether they're proud too. Since none of them have been invited onto the Today Show to talk about their feelings, we're gonna have to guess. For now, we're gonna assume that his former family is proud. And why wouldn't they be? Few Americans in our history has come as far as Rick Levine. Here's a fat guy in a Halloween costume who somehow became a federal health minister. Not a small thing, you try that. Not too long ago, this same man was a married pediatrician with kids lecturing about eating disorders at Penn State. Now he's emerged as a pathbreaking lady admiral with medals on his chest. And he did all of that without winning a single naval battle or even being female. It's pretty inspiring. What we have here is living proof that in this country, you really can be whatever you wanna be. If Rick Levine can become Admiral Rachel, why can't you be Napoleon? Or Lord Mountbatten, the last Viceroy of India. Ever see that guy's uniform? Or why not Shaka, the legendary Zulu war chief? You could bring your assegai and leopard hide shield to work at Deloitte, and no one would be allowed to say a word about it. The HR department would have your back. Unfortunately, you can't actually do any of that. The point of Rick Levine's amazing transformation is not to free you from the inflexible husk that you were born in so that you can be more fully yourself, whatever you decide that is. No, that's not the point. Rick Levine's personal journey has nothing to do with you. It's about him, it's his journey. Your fantasies about becoming something totally new and different have not been approved yet. In fact, they're weird. Shaka, the Zulu war king, come on, that's racist. Shut up and be proud of Admiral Rachel. I, Rachel L. Levine. She's the one who has smashed glass ceilings. You just got some kind of weird fetish. So actually, now that we're saying this out loud, it's pretty clear that Rick Levine has no interest in liberating you from anything. This is not about liberation, it's just the opposite. It's just another religious war, same as all the others, the people who think they're God versus everybody else. In primitive civilizations, which would include every civilization since the beginning of time until ours, people assumed there were rules, rules that no human being made, but that people could ignore only at their peril, at great risk. Some called these rules nature or natural law or even as societies advanced, theology. But most of the time, people didn't call them anything. They didn't have to. There wasn't a debate about whether the rules were real. People assumed there were consequences to pretending that you were God. They thought Sodom and Gomorrah were real places. They were destroyed for disobedience. They imagined the same thing could happen to them. Not anymore. Rick Levine doesn't worry about being punished by forces he can't see. He knows he's in charge. He makes the rules. He sets the limits. Reality is what he says it is. That's his view. And he shares it with virtually everybody else in a position of authority in the United States. That's a pretty bold bet, really. For 7 million years, human beings have believed one thing, presumably based on some evidence. Around 2015, they became convinced of something completely different. Are they right? It feels like we're gonna find out soon people say the news is full of lies motorcade 239
1: death of Jeffrey
0: Epstein. Good old Tucker. Yeah, you got to love that dude. Um, yeah, watching watching Rick Levine and Rachel whatever you want to call them um, in that position just makes me think that the real insurrection was on November 3rd and that this is a movie we're watching because the alternative just means our country's going batshit crazy and i i just want to believe that's not true
1: yeah me too i i you said it well it's none of this makes sense unless it's all fake
0: yes i hope and if it is then man i'm glad we're homeschooling my son are you well, we're sending to this, uh, it's going to cost us like three grand a year to send him this. this it's, they don't like to call it a school because it's not accredited in California, but um, they, they take him two days a week and we homeschool him three days a week, but they like help us along the way and give us a curriculum to go over with him. And so it's going to be a group effort and it's going to take up a lot of our time, but I, I think it's worth it. In the long run, especially if we stay in California, but nationwide, dude, nationwide, this public school system is just going to complete shit.
1: Yeah, that's why we should do a a deep dive into uh, Trump's thing about school vouchers and stuff, because on its face, the idea sounds good, like give every family or every kid, I guess, that their parents have control of give them a voucher and they can use that voucher to go to whatever school they want to. And once the school's full, nobody else can go there. So it's either like, I don't know how you would do it first come first serve or a lottery system of some kind or something. But, uh, I think that's, it's a good start, you know, cause then it's like, Oh, we've got 500 kids in this school. There's another 500 in this neighborhood that want a school just like this one. So that school would find it easier to be like, let's all in the community pitch in, let's build another school right here next to this one, or let's build a bigger one or whatever. And the schools that only five kids go to, they're like, well, we don't need that school. And eventually you would get rid of all the shitty schools. Cause if you let kids even in the ghetto and shit, if you let them pick what school they're going to go to a good chunk of them who actually care about their education aren't going to pick the shitty school in their neighborhood, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean there are definitely, you know, it, I think I think I share this opinion with a lot of people that we're we're in the middle of the second American Revolution. It's just an information war and so far it hasn't become violent at least not on a mass scale, but we are in the middle of the second revolution and there are casualties and unfortunately a lot of them are children.
1: Yep. So I don't suppose I'm sure you would have mentioned it if you have. Did you see The Sound of Freedom? I was going to try to see
0: it today, but my wife didn't feel well this morning and I had to take my boy to his uh, little gym class thing. But I hope to see it today or tomorrow, probably within this week. I would like to see it. Um, But yes, I definitely want to see it. And I've heard it's gotten uh, great reviews and it's making a lot of money, which I hope they're sending that money to the right people. Um, gosh, there's so much to talk about. I wish we had time to talk about this, but Liz Crokin, for some reason, is against that movie from what I can read. And I asked her to be on her podcast and I haven't heard anything back. I don't think we will hear anything back from her, but I asked her to be on it. Um, so we'll see, but she said some negative things about the sound of freedom for, uh, reasons we don't have time to get into, but, uh, I would like to have her, I, I would love to know why. Um, and I guess if I dip, dive into our Twitter deep enough, I'll, I'll find it, but gosh, it takes up a lot of time, man, figuring all this stuff out.
1: Yeah, it does. And that's, I, that probably has something to do with why so many people are like, I don't want to hear any of it, dude. Cause if I hear some of it, I'm going to have to hear all of it. And I just don't have t- the time or the energy to change my thinking on all of this shit. But That's what I, like, if I'm talking to my friends who haven't made the leap to our side or whatever yet, I'm just like, everything's bullshit, dude. Like, that's where you got to start. Like, everything that, but then, I wish we had more time, too. Then that makes me think about flat Earth shit, you know? Because it's the same logic of, like, well, of course the Earth isn't flat. Like, we learned in school that the Earth is round. And then it's like, yeah, but what else did they teach us in school and like who told basically in order for the world to be round, you have to trust that the few people that have gone up to space and taken a picture really went up there and took a picture. And it wasn't just some government bullshit thing. You know what I mean? I'd have no idea what reason the government would have to convince us that the world is shaped different than it is. So I don't think that we live on a flat earth by any means, but, but it just makes me question it. You know, it makes me question the the world wars and all the wars really like, was it for the thing that they, that we're taught to believe it was for like, they say history is written by the victors. So there's no way to know, you know,
0: yeah, JFK to nine eleven, everything is a rich man's trick. And I'm not I'm not ready to make the leap to becoming a flat earther by any means either. Um, you know, especially because I have people in my family that I love and respect who are like, no, that's not it's you know. But I've had I had a guy on my you can go to my YouTube and find a a podcast I did with a flat earth guy and he makes a pretty compelling argument. And I've read some pretty compelling arguments that, and, and they talk about NASA and how it's at the core of all the bullshit that we believe. And they, I, I can't explain it to you right now, especially in the time we have. Um, but
1: I know NASA yeah. was started by people that we rescued from world war two. Isn't that accurate?
0: Um, Like what? Nazi Nazis and shit. Uh I mean I know that they we we recruited some major uh Nazi scientists and stuff. We like just kind of took care of them.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they we gave them the option, like, all right, you can either be hanged and you're dead, or you can come live in America, make a million dollars a year, and we'll fucking just maybe share some science with us, you know. Like change how, your name. How cool would that be? <laughs> be to be the you know imagine china came and took over america but then they pulled us aside and they're like i don't know you guys are pretty funny like what say you just move to china we'll make you famous i would probably be like okay yeah oh yeah absolutely um well
0: dude we could talk all freaking day um i hate i hate when we get really warmed up like an hour into it which is (laughs) happens all the time um we'll
1: we'll have to start doing a two-hour podcast then yeah, we're just going
0: live every fucking day. You know, we got to figure out a time where we can do that because I think it would be fun and I think we'd get used to it and I think people would tune into it and it'd be easier for them to tune into it, you know, especially since we get censored quite a bit um, and shadow banned and um, yeah. I know we do.
1: Well, I think if we did it around this time every day, then that would be awesome because there's like I have my list of things that I watch or listen to. And some of them come out in the morning. Some of them come out later on in the evening. Nothing really comes out between like two in the afternoon and like six in the evening. So that would be a perfect time to do it. I would assume that the people that watch us probably watch the same kind of shit that I watch. So they're sitting there during the afternoon being like, fuck, I wish a, new episode of something would pop up. I want to learn something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I'm going to say. Something brilliant. I know it, but anyway, uh, we'll wrap it up and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure out a time to do it, man. We, you know, we're damn near a year into this and and we've been talking about it since like week two, but you know, time flies and you know, fuck it. We've already made all the enemies I think we're going to make. So (laughs)
1: I don't have any enemies. Oh, yeah. And uh, totally unrelated. But my comedy special is like 99% done. We've got all the editing and stuff done. And now we're just working on uh, credits and album covers and that kind of stuff.
0: Awesome! That's so great yeah, news, buddy.
1: I've seen it, and I I equally am really excited about it, and just hate it already because I'm just like God. I'm like, why did I say that like that? I fucking <laughs> I never.